0: Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, Personal Development Educator and NLP Trainer here, and welcome to episode 138 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies and resources to help us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 138, entitled Intimate Relationship with No Intimacy. It's very possible to find ourselves in a relationship with someone and still feel lonely, still feel that we're not seen, known, or heard, and these to to be seen, to be known, you know, this is soul food. This is you know, uh, emotional nurturance and nourishment are, are just so vital, um, and yet it can be intimacy can be either intentionally or unintentionally pushed into the backdrop because there's so many other demands to life. Um, if we've got kids, we've got a demanding career. We've, you know, we've got our, uh, social media obligations. Um, we've got to get to the gym. We've got to, and I'm not saying that those things aren't important and, and, but, but it's, it's, again, it can become very easy for couples to kind of forget one another, to, to, to fall into a rut that drains the passion, drains the interest, um, and 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 drains the intimacy from the experience of relationship, and then all of a sudden, two people who deeply loved and cherished each other are very very vulnerable to external distractions. Be that another person, be that a career, be that an addiction, where we can get get lost. Um, in uh, you know, even though our intent was that we absolutely wanted to make our relationship work. Um, and depending on the kind of role models we saw when we grew up in our family system, some of us grew up with, with, you know, um, pretty much all family systems have things that they do well and then things they probably do poorly in. Um, so it's not necessarily that, you know, if you, if you grew up in a system that didn't necessarily um, always model and demonstrate the best um framework for for what it was to be an intimate partnership um we can still look at that and go well that gives me a that gives me an idea of what i don't want and I, now let me figure out what i do want now that i've seen what i don't want so all is not lost if we we've we've had some some poor references and of course um then there's the unrealistic expectation that's set up by movies on the other side of things that only kind of fa- fan you know focus on this f- often this fantasy this intensity this ameshment that's not necessarily actually very realistic uh, about what we're going to experience in in a in a modern kind of relational experience because it often just fixates on that first few months where we're in the oxytocin dopamine kind of uh, adrenalized rush honeymoon phase kind of element um... And that's a phase. It's a wonderful phase. I absolutely love that phase. Um, but then things that, but but that's the entry phase of a relationship, or the what what is sometimes termed the perfect period, where a partner can do no wrong, and we've got the kind of pedestalized goggles on, and and everything they do is just amazing. But it, but of course that fades with time and familiarity, um, and intimacy is sometimes very anxiety provoking. Um, we, we need to keep it in the forefront because it can sometimes drift away. So being able to, to regularly engage in activities with our partner where we're seen, known, heard, we feel cherished and nurtured and and, and recognised um, and, and that we are connected to a sense that at a deeper level um, there's a genuine love, there's a genuine regard, there's a genuine sense of respect and cherishing, and that even in the moments where we disagree or we argue, that is a surface thing. Uh, we, we don't lose sight of the fact that even though right now I disapprove of something you've said, I disapprove of your perception of something, I disapprove of your actions, that doesn't change the fact that I, that I love you deeply. Um, and that doesn't mean also that we, we don't we become boundaryless and we let our partner do everything we want. That's not love either. Um, but that when we are able to be genuinely vulnerable with somebody, and we're given the time and space to do that, um, and we we feel heard, that doesn't necessarily mean that our partner has to agree with everything that we want to do or say, but we've got the opportunity to state that position um, without ridicule, without being ignored. Um, sometimes being ignored is more damaging than being ridiculed for for an idea or, or, or dismissed or discounted. Ah, now you wouldn't know what you're talking about there. That's crazy. Um, or the fact that we don't even get the sense that our partner's even interested in sitting down and talking about us or, you know, giving me the space to share something about myself or, or vice versa. Um, so I, I think, and I've talked about this in other episodes, the importance sometimes of almost setting aside some space, um, because I certainly know dealing with business busy, with busy business couples, it's very, very easy to start to, um, it, you know, gradually over time we stop, having these um, these conversations where we feel topped up emotionally um, because all of a sudden we're back complaining about a staff member, we're worrying about the budget, da, 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 and, you know, we've sat down for dinner and instead of having uh, an uplifting, validating engagement between the two of us of some, some type, we've, we've, we've ended up yet again diverting and talking about and fixating about the grades of one of our children or stressing about the budget. And it's not that those things aren't important, but we need to make space specifically for different types of conversation so that it all doesn't become a fog and everything gets diluted. So that not only are we not offering our best to the moments where we do have to talk about uh, family affair, family matters or business matters, but also where our couple and self matters. You know, where's the time for that? So sometimes, given how busy life can be, how many multiple distractions there are, how, many, how much pressure, even statistically, we now see for a couple to last long-term. You know, what are we talking about? One in every two couples now in certain regions of the world. Um, don't go the distance. Um, so if we want to give ourselves the best chance... Are, are, of surviving, then we we better make space for those moments where um, we 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 sit and we keep our our, our conversation on us. Maybe you know we're, we're talking about sharing something that's meaningful to us, sharing something from our past. Um, it doesn't mean we have to share everything and be boundaryless, and there can be no secrets or anything. There's a difference between secrets and privacy, um, and that's sometimes an important thing to know. We, we you know if if we've got a blanket. We need to know everything about each other, um, and because sometimes what happens is people, under the guise of intimacy and 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 knowingness, um, want to find out everything about us. But but in essence, it's not about a genuine interest in 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 knowing. It's more about. Is there red flags or ammunition I'm hunting for or ways to keep myself protected? So I have to also be very, very aware sometimes about conversational intent. Am I just curious about my partner and I want to just know a bit more about them and I still find that they fascinate and surprise me because um, I didn't know that about them or I didn't know they thought that about that idea. Um, I'm, I'm, you I'm know, uh C- compared to, oh, I'm hunting around for something I can use against them later. Um, that That's going to be, if we take up a strategy like that, then again, that would probably be a, a big red flag for whether or not we've got longevity. So we have to be careful. If, if we're finding that we're less and less inclined to seek out our partner and spend quality time without that Um, ending up talking about um, other family members or, you know, complaining about someone at work or the only way that we do time together is by numbing out in front of um, the TV or we've only, you know, we've got to be busy with activity. We're not spending any quality time just, you know, sitting and talking. Um, Then uh, or sharing the things that we're, we're interested in then this can put a strain this is where the bonds start to uh, to weaken and and one of the things that 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 we're about is is regularly investing in the strength of our energy bonds and it's not just about conversations where we we come away feeling topped up and connected and seen and known and heard and inspired and invigorated by a relationship but if you want a kind of a a, a, a compass for this if you think about you know, times with your present partner or maybe previous partners, just for the purpose of reference. But, 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 it, and and sometimes even with our closest friends, we when we've when we've when we've had a. So it's not necessarily limited to a romantic context. But it's if you want an idea of what we're kind of talking about here, it's those moments where you walk away from a conversation and and you just you feel connected, you feel inspired, you feel excited. You you know, and you just go. That that was a great chat. I really loved that conversation. That was so interesting, so much fun. Um, That's what we're looking for. That how do we generate more of those exchange experiences? Not only with our intimate partner, our our friends, and our family, with our children, but 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 the more of those conversations and exchanges that I come away feeling truly nourished from, um, the better off I'm going to be. But if we're talking about that in terms of our relationship, our intimate romantic relationship, then that's going to keep us bonded. That's going to keep us more interested, excited. That that can be a springboard to um, uh, keeping the uh, eroticism and, and the, the playfulness alive um, because you're just a joy to be with. You're just fun to be with. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily even be something super deep and heavy, but um, Provided we're present, provided we're present with one another, um, and again, this comes down to if we're expanding that to what we call bonding cues. Um, so these are physical gestures or actions. They may or may not be um, sexual, but but you you best to to focus on certain series of these um, bonding specific focuses these are moments where we don't have an agenda to escalate things so to speak and get things raunchy but rather moments where maybe you just sit and hold your partner's hand maybe you're hugging and holding each other tenderly for longer than five seconds Um, there's an exercise um, called hugging to relax which is exactly that where you know if couples hold each other for long enough because um, it's amazing how quick we can get into perfunctory hugging, you know, where I just hug you because that's socially appropriate. Um, I give you a peck on the cheek. So, again, we're not, you know, we're not taking these moments of bonding and tenderness and end up that they're becoming rituals of obligation and duty, um, but rather we're seeing them as genuinely really vital moments to continue to keep the strength and the bond and the passion of our relationship alive so that, you know, we, we may be sitting just staring into each other's eyes we may be sitting holding each other in our arms um, we may be offering just tender massage and nurture to one another without having an intention of making that go anywhere else it's it's just here how can we give to one another how can we give in conversation how can we give in action um, and 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 that too is where sometimes we're we're, we're remembering just the little um strokes of recognition and how powerful they are to keeping a human being emotionally nourished and nurtured. So once in a while, those little surprising acts of confidence, we, you know, yes, okay, if we want to do a grandiose gesture once in a while, that's fine. But little things consistently done really, really matter. They continue to show our partner um, that they're acknowledged, acknowledged, and cherished and valued by us. That we're we're still so interested enough that we want to seg, you know, set aside time to do nothing but talk about us or you know, ask, talk about you, ask questions, be curious. Um, we recognise you, you know, and again, it's watching for moments where our partner is particularly open because there's times too where we can be in different emotional states. One of us might be very busy. Trying to get something done, and our other partner suddenly comes into a state of openness. Um, it's careful not to miss too many of these things. This is bigger picture thing. Is it really important to get the dishes right now, or I've just seen my partner is open to being really present with me right now? Maybe in the bigger scheme of things, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm recognizing that my partner is looking for a moment of genuine contact. Uh, let let me take advantage of that. Um, or at very least acknowledge it. So I know I recognize that, and I recognize it's important that you want this moment to connect with me. Um, and can we take this up later? But but again, that's also the also the element sometimes. And if on the other side of that you have a moment and you reach out and you're knocked back because your partner's not in the right state or might not be aware, that again, We're not letting that deter us from continuing to reach out because sometimes we get knocked a few times and we just withdraw and we stop doing it. And it might not be anything other than we're just not reading each other. We're a bit too distracted. So this is where it becomes so important, I think, to ideally, um, if we're working in some way to be able to Make sure that this stays to a degree a priority. Not all days are going to be the same, of course, but as much as we can, how do we keep it in the forefront? How do we, how do we, how do we make sure so that you know, you, even within yourself, you might take or with your partner, you you set aside a small, um, you know, five-minute uh, self-review at the end of the week and go, how how, how did we, as a couple, how did we go? With our intimacy this week, did did we make enough time for one another? Did we have moments of genuine sharing? Did we have moments where we just held each other? Um, did 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 I you know did I take a few moments this week just to let my partner know verbally or non-verbally how much uh, being in relationship with me, uh, me you know that they they are my partner and and just how grateful I am um, for for that. Um, uh, and if we kind of do a week in review and we go, Hmm, I don't think I've done enough then. Okay. How do I, how do I prioritize that for a little bit more for the next week? So again, whether that's something and each, each couple will be slightly different and it can be a, di- a discussion that you have with your partner. How, how do we make sure that the intimacy doesn't fade, um, and leave us vulnerable to other distractions or slowly drifting apart? Um, and this partnership that, that meant so much to me when we started now is just filled with emptiness and resentment and loneliness, and then it turned toxic. And you know, we went from two people who cherished each other to two people who can't stand each other. Um, it's probably not not a great outcome. Um, and there's no guarantee, even with all that, that that it's going to last. But it's it's it's. It's a way of stacking the deck in our favour as much as we can, that we're not forgetting to to have the bonds of intimacy, to keep intimacy as a priority um, in, in our relationship, to keep it consistently uh, a part of our lives as much as we possibly can. Um, so there you go. Uh, there's episode 138, uh, Intimate Relationship with No Intimacy. And like I said, we're, we're looking at, at um, so kind of in quick review, we are doing that review and noticing those moments where we do feel really topped up, connected, intimate and engaged with our partner. And, and you know, if we, if there's certain activities, um, certain moments of discussions that, that, that tend to evoke that, then, okay, how do we make sure we keep doing that? Um, how do we explore new ways to do that? So things are kept novel and exciting. Um, and then, as I say, we're watching to see the ways in which we drift um whether that's we always get distracted in arguing about politics or we always just sit in front of the TV and don't end up talking or we're always on our phones um, we're always busy with work um, even when we're together where we're stressed and our minds are elsewhere Th- these would be the red flags um you know it's got to the point where I'm'm I'm, I'm reluctant to share with my partner or they're reluctant to share with with me because you you know they don't feel that they've been they'll be responded to favorably or I don't feel that I'll be heard favorably, then these are the things we need to watch and address. Um, so there you go. Thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate you listening to the episode. hope um, it gave you some uh, things to to think about wish everybody um, the absolute best in in their journey in love um, and in relationships. and um, of course, uh, for those who've been listening along uh, from the beginning at the start of the the, the shows, um, thank you so much. Or if you've you know joined us along the way, so grateful. Um, and if you're just joining us on this episode, hi, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, leave a five star review as it makes it easier for others to find um, the uh, the program. Additionally, the show is available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, and of course at the website training.com.au. So please uh, drop by and check us out there. Um, and we're also um, got the Sean Healy relationship series on YouTube as well. If you want to kind of check us out on that format, by uh, by all means. Um, Uh, As always, thank you so much to people who reach out and um, put forward suggestions on episodes they'd like to hear. Um, As always, uh, if it's something I think I know something about or I can contribute or something, I'm happy to have a go at it. Um, But as always, I really appreciate um, people taking the time out to listen to the episodes. As I mentioned, wish you every success in your life, And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.